0: Hello, everyone. I'm TD Worthington, pastor of the Pathway Baptist Church in Goldsboro, North Carolina, and this is Pathlight. And once again, we're so proud to have you a part of our Pathlight family. Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. We do appreciate sincerely you being with us today. Hope you'll stay on for the entire, the entire program. You know, sometimes we wait for something external to happen. Nothing really has to move. That's what we're going to be talking about in today's program. Nothing really has to move. If, if you're so you can, you might take your Bibles and turn please to the book of John chapter 5. We'll begin looking in just a few moments in verse in verse number 1. So again, we hope you'll stay tuned for today's today's entire entire program. Just before though today's message, I've got a musical selection coming your way. I hope you will enjoy it.
1: Some And our hearts will be
0: Spear on today's Pathlight program and of course it's called I'm Bound for that for that city again we want to thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast of Pathlight if you're able to take your Bibles and turn please we'd like to look at the book of John chapter number five and chapter five and verses one through nine the Bible says after this there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. And when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been there now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, "Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man, the impotent man answered him, said, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another step down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath day, so says the word of God. Again, that's John 5 and verses 1 through 9. Here is my question for you today. Where are you stuck in your life today? Now, I think we all have times in our lives when we feel stuck. The man in in this scripture is stuck for 38 years. He's been stuck, and that's a long time to be stuck anywhere. Every day for this fella is the same. He sits on his mat. He waits and watches for the water in the pool to be stirred up, hoping, hoping seemingly at this point against hope for a miracle. Now, there was a belief that this pool of water called Bethesda had healing properties and that it could change one's life. It was said that every now and then an angel would stir the water. The water would begin to bubble and stir around and be agitated. And the first one to get in that water would be healed. That's in John 5, 4. Now, the man in this scripture won't move until he sees the water move. He's living what I might call an as-soon-as-life. An as-soon-as-life. He's unable to see that the deep well of life is within him, not in that pool. He's convinced that life will bubble up outside of him, over there, somewhere, in that magic pool of water. And we all have our Bethesda. We all have our magic pool of water. We all have our as soon as in life's. For 38 years, this man has been saying to himself, as soon as the water moves, I'll get up off my mat. As soon as I get into the water, my life will be changed. My life will be better. As soon as I can get into the water, my problems are going to be fixed. Everything is going to be okay as soon as I can get into the water. He's been saying that now for 38 years. I've said that on occasion. Perhaps you have too. That's not, however, the life that Jesus offers There's been many times in my life when I've said, as soon as this happens or that happens, things will be okay. But that's not the kind of life that Jesus offers. The life Jesus offers does not happen as soon as something outside of ourselves moves. It happens within us at this time, in these circumstances, at this place, here and now. My guess is that every one of us could tell a story today about how when we were stuck in life about that situation we all have such testimonies I believe. Uh, th- that's about more than a physical illness or condition. It's a spiritual condition, a disease of the soul, a sickness of the soul, if you will. Sometimes it feels it feels like our life in general is stuck. Other times it's more specific. We come to a stuck place concerning a decision, or we find a stuck place in our marriage, our jobs, our relationship, our parenting, our health, or maybe our sense of calling, or the dream we have for our life. Something happens, and we feel we are stuck, and not only am I stuck, I'm stuck in a bad situation. I'm stuck in a bad marriage, a bad job, a bad relationship, a bad whatever it might be. We feel stuck because of external circumstances. Now, when I'm stuck, there's no movement in my life. I'm not getting anywhere. I listen to the same old voices within me. I repeat the same old patterns and behaviors and then wonder why nothing is getting better. I let my current situation, my past, or what I've done or what I've left undone define me. I identify with my wounds, my grief, and my losses. I sometimes don't take responsibility for myself as my life, as it has turned out. Well, it must not be my fault. It it must be someone else's fault I convince myself that other people or circumstances are why I'm stuck if they just change if they would just do things differently if they just behave better if they just at least very at the very least get out of my way I'd be better My problem is because of this or that or them when I'm stuck I live in what I can call And as soon as something moves in my life moment, as soon as something moves, things will be better. As soon as I get well, as soon as I get more money, as soon as I get a better job, as soon as I have a better marriage, as soon as this or as soon as that, as soon as this guy who's troubling me moves away or dies or something, my problems will be solved. Things are going to get better, and they'll get better quick as soon as something moves. Most of us know what that's like. We say to ourselves, or maybe even out loud one to another, as soon as this or that happens, everything's going to be better. Oh, man, I'll be a new person. I'll be happy. My problems are going to go away, and I mean they're going to go away overnight. It's going to be like a switch on and off. I'll be satisfied, and all will be well with me on occasions. I've sat gazing at the waters in my life and they're not moving. They're stagnant. They're still. There's no angel to move them. There's nothing bubbling up or stirring for me. My world is no larger than the mat upon which I sit. And I live with the illusion that if something external would just move, then the magic would return to my life. And finally, after all this waiting, all would be well. Does any of that sound familiar to you? What have you experienced those things? In what ways do perhaps they describe your life right now? What is the as soon as something moves in your life? As soon as something happens in your life? The, the old mat can get a bit uncomfortable from time to time. I know that. But here's what I wonder. What if the stuck places in our lives are about more than our circumstances? What if, if God is wanting to teach us more than about our circumstances? I, I'm sick and I've got a problem, okay? And God says, I want you to see more than your sickness. I have a crummy boss and that's the problem. God says, I want you to see life beyond that. I want you to see life beyond that. I have a crummy relationship with somebody. Uh, Boy, if that was just fixed, God says, no, I want you to see beyond that. How many times have we used our external circumstances as an excuse to stay internally stuck? The pool of Bethesda has a strong attraction for all of us. If there were such a pool uh, close to your home and you were going through a tough time, whether it's a physical problem or whatever it would be, chances are you'd be there. Chances are I'd be there with you. Boy, if I I just get in this pool, everything's going to be fixed. Who wouldn't want that? Even children often say, as soon as I get this toy or as soon as I get older, as soon as I get this or as soon as that happens, all will be good. You, you, you'll see your kids do that. Boy, they can hardly wait till Christmas if they get that toy. Boy, things are going to be okay. Things are going to be all right. As soon as I get this or as soon as I get that, and it continues throughout life, our wish list gets a little more expensive. It continues throughout life. The As soon as this happens or that happens or something moves, things will get better and we kid ourselves as soon as I graduate things will be better as soon as I get a better job things are going to be great as soon as I get married or get out of my current marriage boy things are going to really look up for me as soon as I have more time more money or a better house as soon as he changes or she changes as soon as my husband straightens out his life or my wife straightens out her life boy things are going to get better and they're going to get better quick or how about this as soon as she apologizes things will get better or as soon as he apologizes things will get better quickly things are not going to get better until they apologize as soon as they do what I want things are going to get better they know what I want they're unwilling to do it as soon as they relent and do what I want them to do things are going to get better in my life as soon as I get over this grief and no longer feel sad, things are going to get better. As soon as I lose 10 pounds or get in shape, I'll feel like a new person and things will get better. As soon as the external waters move, I will be okay on the inside. That's really what we're saying. As soon as all the externals move on the outside, I'll be better on the inside, and you can fill in the blank with most anything. The problem is there'll always be another pool of Bethesda, and you'll find yourself over and over and over again hindered from ever getting in. Meanwhile, life and your service for God has put you on hold, and you feel miserable, you feel unproductive, you feel unfulfilled in life, and life is a drudgery for you every morning is just another waking up with a malady that you can't get rid of the pause button has been pushed we sit on our map our self imprisoned mat and we're sitting sitting there controlled and chained by the circumstances of our life now listen carefully friends i am not suggesting that the circumstances of our lives are irrelevant I'm not suggesting they don't have any effect because we, do, we know they do. Circumstances do affect us. Circumstances are real. I understand that. I'm not saying you can just close your eyes and pretend they're not there. That's not what I'm talking about because that's just not true. It doesn't work. They do affect us. They will affect us. And I don't care how spiritual you are. Your circumstances are going to affect you. But what if we dealt with ourselves before dealing or trying to deal with our circumstances? What if we dealt with ourselves before we try to deal with the externals? If I dealt with myself before trying to deal with him or them or her or it, whatever it might be. When we talk about our stuck places, we're really just describing the symptoms of something that's going on within us. What if the stuck places in our life are pointing to and showing us something about how we see and relate to ourselves and our lives, our patterns, our thoughts, our beliefs? What if they aren't simply circumstances that we're supposed to escape or get away from? The imprisonment can be so great that when Jesus asked the man, wilt thou be made whole, the man does not even say yes. Did you notice that? Wilt thou be made whole? Wouldn't you think the first thing this fellow would say? Absolutely, the quicker, the better. Yes, sir, please. (laughs) That's what I want more than anything. But he doesn't say that. Instead, he somewhat blames others, blames life. He offers circumstances and excuses. He says, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another step down before me. Everybody just treats me so badly, I've I've got no hope. Not only do I have no one to put me into the pool, but, but even when I try, someone gets in front of me and pushes me out of the way. You know, I'd be healed if it wasn't for them. They are the problem. I want you to notice something here in the text before us today. Jesus does not help the man get into the water. You'd think that'd be the simplest thing. Jesus said, okay, well, look, when the water stirs, I'll help you get in. I'll keep some of these other folks away, and I'll help you get in. No, he comes to him on his mat, the same mat and situation the man has for so long wanting to escape. And at that very place, Jesus speaks words of life and healing. The man is not in the water. The man is still on his mat. And Jesus says, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. He was not healed by getting in the water. He was healed on the mat. He was healed where he'd been for 38 years. The healing had nothing to do with where he was. Notice, Jesus does not get into the water, does not put him into the water. No, not at all. As a matter of fact, I want you to notice something else. Jesus does not even instruct the man to leave his mat behind. He says, take up your mat. Take up your mat. I must, it must go with you. You take up your mat. Your circumstances are real. And although they're now healed, what Jesus is saying, I believe, is this. New problems will come. That is the nature of life You're going to need that mat again. Oh, you might not face paralysis. I don't think that's what he's teaching. Uh, I believe Jesus healed him, and I think that that healing lasted. But I'm saying what he's acknowledging here is, okay, this problem is now solved. It's been fixed. But don't think there will not be other problems because they will be. Take your mat with you. But the difference is now he is carrying his problems rather than his problems carrying him. He's now carrying the mat rather than the mat carrying him. Jesus doesn't always change our outer circumstances. He changes us. He calls us to a new way of being and seeing and acting and speaking and thinking. And when we stand and rise to that new life, we discover that it doesn't necessarily make life easy or mean we no longer have to deal with the circumstances of life. It makes our circumstances more manageable and we engage them from a different place and position you see the pool of bethesda is drained of its power over us there's freedom where there was once imprisonment inertia gives way to creativity one once stagnant waters are now bubbling with new life because of jesus christ if this man is going to stand up and walk He cannot let go of his mat, but he will have to let go of Bethesda. The water does not have to move, just as nothing external in your life or my life has to move for healing to come. But you will have to reimagine yourself as more than what has happened to you, what defines you today, or what you've done or left undone. This man will have to see himself as larger and more than what he's been in the past 38 years he cannot define himself with his own history can i repeat that because it's important for you and i do not ever define yourself by your own history and he'll have to do it over and over and over again just as you and i not only should you not define yourself by your history you should not let others define you by your history either because you are a new person in christ So Jesus says, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. That's Jesus' call to every single one of us to say to ourselves, I am not, I am not what has happened to me. I am what I choose to become. I am not my history. I am the creative power of my potential. I am not defined by anything external or anyone apart from Christ himself. Oh, dwell on that for just a moment. What does that mean? And what could that mean in your life today? What do you see when you re-image your life and who you are? The life Jesus offers does not happen as soon as something external moves. No. It happens where you are right now. In this place, at this time, In these circumstances, are you sitting on your mat right now waiting for something to move, waiting for something to change? Are you looking for a pool of Bethesda? I've got a message for you. Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. You don't have to wait for some external moving of the water or some external moving of anything else. Are you living in a state of as soon as? As soon as this happens, as soon as that happens, everything's going to be okay? As soon as I'm healed, as soon as I get a new job, as soon as I get more money, as soon as my relationship problems are healed, then everything's going to be okay. Is that what you're waiting on right now? As soon as this happens or that happens, everything is going to suddenly be okay. Jesus wants to begin not with your externals, but internally. He wants to begin inside you to do a work that will revolutionize your life. And whether he chooses to bring healing in a situation in the fashion or form or shape or description that, well, that you'd like to have it. Whether he does that or not, I don't know. But I do know this. I do know this. Our Lord, our Lord desires, desires to fortify your life with greatness. He desires to fortify your life in a way that will bring not just healing to you. I'm not just referring to physical healing, but a complete and absolute healing to you. He wants to he wants your life to well not only to be eternal, which it is through Jesus Christ. He wants your life to be abundant. And that's what he promises, isn't it? Eternal life in the world to come, abundant life in the here and now but for you to experience that abundant life i'm just here to tell you nothing external has to move maybe something within you has to move but nothing external don't don't blame your lack of victory on someone else or some circumstance no that's not it jesus will empower you to lead the kind of life he wants you to lead a life that will bring glory and honor to Him. He will empower you to do that through simple childlike faith in Him. Can I ask you something today? Have you ever trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If you've never done so, you need to do so today. Acknowledge you're a sinner. We we all are. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Acknowledge that you cannot pay for your sin, but Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay your sin debt. He rose victoriously the third day, and right now he will receive whosoever will if you'll come to him in simple, childlike faith. Well, with that, I want to thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. It's such a joy to be able to come to you by way of radio or social media or on our podcast just to have a chance to chat with you from the pages of the Word of God. I hope today's message has been a blessing to you. If, if it was and you were listening on radio, you say, I'd like to hear this again, or I have a friend that might be blessed by this, check out the Pathlight podcast. It'll be there. It's also on the Facebook pages of Go Mix Christian Radio christian bible college and pathway christian academy it'll be there for you or your friend to listen to again if you'd like to there's also archives there of other programs on the podcast but you can check those out also if you will well until next time this is t.d worthington say may god's richest blessings be upon you and yours is my prayer you have a wonderful week as you walk with our lord